beautiful day. We had a lot of rain this week, which was excellent. And I guess we're expecting some more on Thanksgiving, which is pretty wild. So today is Christ the King Sunday. This is a beautiful day in our liturgical calendar, if you will. As Nathan said earlier, uh, Christ is our King, the Lord of Lords. For our catechesis time, one of the questions asked was, is Jesus the Lordship of your life? And I hope you can answer that, and I hope that's true. Today, we're going to be going through the gospel passage that Deacon Tim just read. If you have your Bibles, Luke 23, verses 33 through 43. And that's where we're going to be this morning. And I apologize, I hope I don't cough up here. I've been struggling with the cold that's been going around. Uh, last night, I had an awesome time with my son. We were at the ASU football game. Hey, we won, if you're an ASU fan. And I, I haven't been back to, uh, uh, I graduated from ASU, and I've been back in probably 20-plus years, so maybe 25 years. But it was fantastic. A lot has changed there, but it was a, it was a wonderful time. And so um, I was excited, though, to still preach to you this morning. Uh, we did not rush the field, Harrison and I, by the way at the end of the game. Uh, first off, I didn't want to get hurt. Uh, second, I couldn't have made it to probably the 10-yard line without dying. Uh, and then uh, my son's pretty, pretty scrappy and quick, so he could get away from the police. I could not. <laughs> Just saying. So that was one of the main things. So if you have your Bibles, that's where we're going to be. Luke 23, the feast of Christ the King. And if you remember, you probably have heard this message preached many, many, many times in your life. And those words from the thief on the cross, they echo a cry that arises deep within each of us. Because we all know what it is like to be remembered. And we know what it is like to be forgotten. So think of a time you were remembered. What happened? How it felt? Maybe it was a phone call, a letter, a gift, a simple word. Maybe it was a surprise. Or maybe it was what you were hoping for. Maybe it was something seemingly as simple as someone recognizing you, looking in the eyes and calling you by name. So regardless of what it was or how it came, it brought you, I'm sure, some sense of life, healing, and hopefully wholeness. Because we all want to be remembered. Because it means that we matter. We belong. We exist. And our life is real. When we are remembered, someone else bears witness to all those things. There is life, presence, and relationship in being remembered. And we know how important remembering is. That's why a couple of weeks ago on the Feast of All Saints, right? We just had that a couple of weeks ago. There was remembered the name of those we love and those who love us and those who are forever a part of us and our lives. Those who have nurtured us and cared for us and taught us. When we are remembered, it is as if our life is being put back together because it is. That is exactly what is happening. We are being made whole. And despite the scattered pieces of our lives, things done and left undone, in the moment of being remembered, we are seen, recognized, and known by name. We are alive. We are remembered. And so compare that with the time when you were forgotten. What did that feel like? Have you ever sat in a restaurant waiting for someone who did not show up? How about that 
person that looks at you begins to speak and you realize they have no idea what your name is. Maybe someone forgot your birthday or the anniversary of your wedding or the death of a loved one. See, in those moments we feel alone, abandoned, uncertain, afraid, wounded, maybe even angry. And there is a sense of helplessness and questions and doubts arise within us. And we are no longer sure of our place and whether we even belong. Because regardless of why or how it comes about, there is hurt, separation, and isolation. In other words, a dismembering of the relationship and our life. You see, no one wants to be forgotten or asked to be forgotten. Whether we speak it aloud or not, our cry is to be remembered. And every day, we stand on the threshold between being remembered and being forgotten. We also stand on the threshold of remembering and forgetting one another. Now, I'm not talking about the usual understanding of remembering as a mental activity, okay? Meaning if you go to the store and you forget to buy milk or something like that. I'm speaking of remembering and the sense of joining the pieces together putting the parts back again as one. Because the opposite of remembering is dismembering, which is separation, pulling apart, tearing limb from limb. You see, the thief on the cross wants to be remembered, or in other words, put back together again. He is not asking to simply be thought about. What good does it do them? He cries out, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus responds, I'll think about you when I'm in paradise. I'll think about this day. I'll think about how tragic and sad your life is, but I won't do anything about it. That's neither what the thief is asking for nor what he needs. And that's not what we need or what we ask for. Just like the thief, we want to be remembered. Amen? To have the many pieces of our life put back together. Our cry to be remembered is also a recognition and confession of our dismemberment. We have been dismembered. Pieces have been scattered and lost. And sometimes it happens through the circumstances of life. Loss and grief. Shattered dreams. Disappointment. Regret. Failures. The death of a loved one. And other times it comes about through our actions or words or even our thoughts. And our life becomes fragmented and broken. And when that happens, we can easily become thieves. We take what is not ours. And we dismember others' lives in an attempt to put our own back together. And it happens in all sorts of ordinary ways. Anger and resentment. Criticism. Judgment. Envy. Comparison and competition. Gossip. Bad-mouthing. Perfectionism. The need to be right or in control, busyness, excessive productivity, and efficiency. Look at our relationships. Wherever there is strain, hurt, brokenness, chances are that you or another are being dismembered, forgotten, and even torn apart. And church, I'm here to tell you, that is not the life God gave us. That is not God's dream or hope for us. You see, that's not what it was like in the very beginning on the day of our creation when God looked at all creation, us included, and declared, it is very good. And sometimes, however, we don't even recognize our own dismembering. Listen to what the leaders, the soldiers, and the other thieves 
in today's gospel say? They say, save yourself. Prove who you are. Save us. And in reality, they wanted a magic show. They want to escape their lives rather than have them put back together in a way they could never imagine. So they mock, they deride Jesus, and they demand proof. See, those are all signs of their own dismemberment. They even divide and dismember Jesus' clothes. In the midst of all that, however, there is an ironic truth. And it is an inscription hanging above Jesus, which is a sign of remembering. And it says, this is the king of the Jews. And it declares a remembering between the Jews and their king, between God and God's people, between Jesus and us. Amen. See, the cross is the ultimate act of remembering. God in Christ joining and aligning himself with us in the pain and suffering of this life. You see, remembering is always an act of love. Every time we participate in the life of Christ by living with mercy, compassion, forgiveness, every time we speak a word of hope and encouragement, every time we love without condition, expectation, or payment, every time we share our bread and live in communion with one another, we participate in Christ's remembering of our own lives, the lives of each other and the life of the world. Every Sunday in our liturgy, you hear it, we do this in remembrance of who? Jesus. In Him. In Jesus. So, in those moments, we hear the promise of Jesus, today, you will be with me in paradise paradise, right? That state of being remembered. I want to be remembered by Jesus. It is what Jesus offers us and what we in our remembering and living like Jesus. That's what we offer each other. See, remembering is neither about the past nor the future. It's about today. It is Jesus's presence within us and ours with him and each other here, now, and whatever our life circumstances might be. I love these words. Today, you will be with me in paradise. Why is that promise given to us on this Sunday, the last Sunday of the church's year? Why this gospel on this day? You see, that promise is the hinge between the ending of this liturgical year and the beginning of the next. It stands between the crucifixion and the nativity. The falling of the temple from last week's gospel and the return of Christ in next week's gospel. So ultimately, though it is the promise that joins the many different endings in our lives with a new beginning, in Christ's eyes we are never forgotten and dismembered. We are forever and always remembered with these words, Today you will be with me in paradise. That is Jesus' promise to each one of us in church. It's this day and every day. Amen. I'm done. Would you please stand with me?